Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hour number two, Jesse Rogers, Mark Zander, till noon, 312-332-3776. If you want to jump on, we're talking a lot of Bears, a lot of Bulls in this first hour, and why not? Bears obviously still in the news, coming off their um, hiring of a new GM, a new coach, rounding out their staff. They hired a special teams coordinator today, so that's an ongoing story. The Bulls hosting the 76ers, 76ers and Joel Embiid today. At the United Center, that's a, I think, 2.30 tip-off. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2.30 tip-off. And, um, you know, uh, spring training is around the corner, as you mentioned before the break. Right. Well, well, we'll get back to some football. But, I mean, how disappointed are you? Uh, I, I'm not surprised. Certainly disappointed. That is I had, I had, not I, around the corner, right, in, right, in fact. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I, I heard the, uh, the dry humor there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... I wanted them to have a little more common sense. We're just coming out of a COVID season. You know, it's been COVID for the past two years. A little common sense to know what your fan base is going to, like, uh, like put up with. I know the fans will always be there, but come on. It's a tough call. I mean, I know what you're saying, but if you're the... Read the room. If you're the players' union... Do you do you do you give in on some demands because you're worried about the fans? I'm just being devil's advocate. Do you, if you're the owners, do you say, okay, look, the fans are upset. We better do that. I don't know if you do that. I mean, I it, would love I to would know. Love to know. I see, would, that's the point, I, right? I would, I would love to have that happen. Both sides consider the fans, but kumbaya, hold hands and say, let's do this for the fans. Let's figure yeah, this but out. That's for the not fans. reality. I know. I know. If, I, if, 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 I mean, if and it's just bad examples using regular life. If if we're looking at Chick Fil A here, if Chick Fil A workers go on strike, and management is, are they thinking, well, let's go back to work because people need to eat chicken, or is management saying, let's give in to the to the union because we need to give people their chicken? I, I just saying each side well, has much, to do what's best for each side. Uh, how much can baseball suffer from a? Uh, from this of in this course, type I, I, of climate, a lot, a lot. It's already a sport See, that is, is going problem. in the wrong direction. And this, is, this is my problem just, to where they need to both get their heads out of their asses. If they did it collectively, yes. If they got in a room and said, "Right, we're, we're on the verge of destroying this sport," well, let's cut this deal. I just, you yeah. know, well, it's not realistic. But that's my point. It can be done if they were able to see the bigger picture. And I'm just so surprised yeah. that they have dragged their feet. The owners dragged their feet. We thought they had plenty of time, and all of a sudden it's crunch time now. Tell me about the mediator. What does that really mean? Nothing. I mean, the the union rejected it. it seemed like a little bit of a. The owners pe- called for the mediator. Yeah, the and union y- said no, thank you. Right. They have to agree to it. It's a complicated matter. Why didn't they? Why did they not agree to a third party? Is a legitimate question from fans. It's a complicated answer. the The, the bottom line is the, the union is looking for major changes because of the way the system is run right now. Mm-hmm. They feel like it's antiquated. They deserve some major changes. I think a third party would probably come in and say, "Well, the system. You have a system. The past one. Let's tweak some things there." And 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 then start playing baseball again. And the union saying, "No, we don't want just some tweaks." Um, and the league, league would be happy with the status quo. So when one side is happy with the status quo, the other wants major changes. 
I could understand why they think a third party isn't going to be helpful. Right, right. And and now it seems like it gets down to the point of which side is trying to do too much in one swing. Yeah, well, the, uh, obviously it's the players. Yeah. Because what did I just say? The, yeah. the, the owners would love to have the status quo. Right. They would have the same agreement signed again. So, yeah, they're trying to get a lot done. That's the difference between a lot and too much. They're trying to get a lot done. That sounds doable. That's, that's, that's an okay thing to, to say. Sure. Are they getting trying to get too much done? Like, that's another thing. To, that's, like, that's a negative way of looking at it. So I don't know what the answer is. Concern for, for the fans. Now, okay, so do you, have you, obviously you're, you're living this every day. Mm-hmm. What is the quickest path that they could possibly take right now? If their heads were screwed on straight. In my opinion, the thing that would affect their entire union membership, every single player, would be to both raise the minimum salary to, uh, you know. Would they, would a, they a, an owner say the 25000 that's all they offer? They, they're, 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 a bump? No, it was 15000 from their last offer. Oh, 15000 okay. 600 to 615000 um, Anyway. Raise the minimum salary to an inflation-adjusted number, whatever that number is, and then also raise the CBT. You know, so raise the minimum, raise the maximum, and 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 you can eliminate everything else. And I think you might be able to get the deal done. But it doesn't sound like the league is willing to infuse that much money into the pie. That's putting money into the bottom end, and that's putting money at the top end. But that does affect all union members. Right. It improves their livelihood. But I don't know if the league's willing to do that. So would they do one of them? Raise the minimum significantly or raise the the top significantly? Right. Because, again, these teams don't want to spend past this luxury tax. You know, maybe one of them would get the job done. I don't know. But I, this was my analogy yesterday. The league feels like they've addressed a lot of the players' needs. And technically, they probably have. But it's like when my kid comes to me for an allowance – for the first time, I say, sure, you can have an allowance. Here's a quarter. Now, when someone asks her, do you have an allowance? They have to say yes, but it's not much of one. So when you say, did the league address five things that the union wants? Yes. Were they giving them a quarter on each one of those five? Yes. That's where the union would say yes. I don't know what the answer is there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not an economist, but it, it doesn't sound like they've offered enough. And how quick, if if they were to be able to make some inroads today, how quick could we get this back on the? Uh, you could. They tracks. can move quickly if they yeah. if they agree to the couple big things that they need to agree on. Yeah, you can move quickly. So uh, when's the next the time? When's the next time they're going to meet? Do well, we have anything? Okay, so so Tuesday uh, and Wednesday, and I think Thursday even. Uh, the owners are meeting in Orlando. Now, this is scheduled. This is your normal. But obviously, with that's what's going on, that's the yeah. topic. Yeah. So I think coming out of that, we're either going to get a delay of spring, a major change in a good or bad way on their positions. So something is going to happen down at the owners' meetings. Manfred's probably going to talk down there. There'll probably be an official delay to spring. So the sides aren't meeting, but the owners are meeting. Maybe something positive will come out of that. We've got uh, Rick in Crest Hill wants to jump in and talk about the White Sox. ESPN 1000, you're on with Jesse and Xander. Hey, hey, yay, yay, go, go, White Sox. Hey, hey. I'm glad you're excited. Jesse. Yeah. How are you, man? Good, Rick. Hey. Oh, hey, it's good to hear you. And I, I listen to you often and stuff. And cool. uh, Man, they're going all the way this year, though. 
Yeah. If they play, if they play. Well, hey, they better play. I'm going to spring training on March 13th. I'll be at that game. Okay. They better be. That's my birthday. My kid's taking me. Awesome. That's pretty cool. So, anyways, I just wanted to give you a little hey, hey, yay, yay, go, go, White Sox, (laughs) and uh, be cool, man. Thanks, Rick. Congrats, you guys. Thank you, buddy. See, that's what I'm talking about, Xander. Sox fans are not an all-time high, but compared to the last you know, decade or so. Sure, absolutely. Lots to look forward to. And there are pieces that still have to yet fall into place once the lockout is done. Yeah, they need to address a few things. But he's excited, and I would bet he's so excited he would make the trip even if they aren't going to play. There's no spring training on March 13th. He ain't going to be singing when he calls back. No, he's not. He's not going to be singing. He may be in Glendale. We're going to have to hit that that dump button again when he calls back on his birthday and they're not playing baseball. My feeling has always been that they'd be in around March. Not always been, but my updated feeling is they'll be in around uh, March 1st. But, again, I keep pushing the dates. Mm-hmm. If they're not in around March 1st, then the, there's a delay to the regular season. Because right. they're going to need three to four weeks. Um, and that really is a, a doomsday kind of scenario. And, and once they the get COVID the COVID seasons and all that stuff. You see, and that is the whole thing. It's like the owners... Uh, the uh, the union and the owners have to realize that this is the worst. Uh, look, a strike or stoppage of work. Really bad. But the timing is horrible, yeah. horrific. And hopefully, in the winter meetings, uh, you know, with the man or the owners, owners they're going to see that there are there are some ways to placate the union to move forward and let's get this uh, train back on the track. I, I agree with you. Uh, hopefully, coming out of those meetings, they say, okay, let's give them this big win. Let's just give them this win. And see where that goes. Now, if they give them a big win and the union is, stu- you know, continues to be, well, then we start to turn. Because most people are on the player side in the, in this matter. I've tried to be sort of down the middle, um, but I think we all lean towards the players. They're the stars. The system is antiquated. Average salaries have gone down. How is that possible in a in a league where the revenues have gone through the roof? Mm. But they're not going to get five wins. Reality is reality. You know, they should try for a couple, and maybe that's what they'll do at the by the end of this month. Say, hey. We need this and we need this. Let's go play baseball. Compromise. All right, John in Rockford wants to talk about uh, baseball and uh, the lack thereof. You're on ESPN 1000, John. Hey, uh, every time I get my cable bill, I cringe, you know, and uh, I start thinking about MLB and the negotiations where the fans don't really have a seat at the table and what they're negotiating. And uh, I think right now... uh, Baseball ought to be careful because they're going to lose a lot of millennials. I mean, I'm in my 60s, but the young kids—they're not going to—they're not going to—they're going to lose a lot of the, the, the youth. And uh, well, it's been a challenge danger. to get the youth. Yeah, I to think watch. they have lost a lot. Yeah. And you're right; it could it could continue. But these are their livelihoods. I I get that they have to worry about themselves as a union. I get that. I mean, the players. Look, this is their livelihood for a short period of time. These owners are already billionaires. So yep. that's why you, you do feel for the players that at the top of their, their, their profession and the system is antiquated. They deserve a little bit more of the pie. Um, I'm not saying they're all going to be you know begging on the streets, but but they, they deserve their, their portion uh, and a big portion of it because they're the money makers. They bring in the money. People pay to watch them play. So they, they deserve it. They don't pay to watch the owners work in the office? Please. please. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, 312-332-3776. You're right. And, and part of the negotiations on on the player's side is to raise the minimum because there's such a huge disparity. 
Yes. Yeah. There's been. Be, yeah. It's and and it's just it's lag. That that minimum salary is kind of lag behind inflation in a sure. sense. So um, it's weird. It hasn't been a big issue in the past that minimum salary, but it is this time around. And I think people don't realize the average life of a baseball player is about five years. It's about five years. We we, we always hear about the big stars, the ten year deals, sure. but mo- you know the middle relievers don't last the Correa, forever. The Correa deal is in no way. Uh, you, you know, that's more of a unicorn than anything. So you've got a lot of players that play five years and they make the minimum and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The Correa's of the world. You the Bryce hear the Harpers. big salaries, yeah, of course. but that's not right. It, it, the disparity is incredible. And the guys the from zero to three years don't make a lot of money in this sport. You would think they would. We call them millionaires, but guys from zero to three years, they don't make that much money. Right. They're millionaires after three years, you know, after taxes, all that. So, you know what I mean? Like. Um, there's plenty of people in radio. You know, Tom Waddle makes more money than uh, these guys, uh, <laughs> these rookies, right? So, uh, but uh, and but again, they're not going to be out on the street begging. But the system is a little antiquated. So the question is, where can you improve? We can't improve in five different areas. They're not going to. The owners aren't going to give up decades of nego- uh, of decades of progress on their end sure or whatever you want to call it progress of decades of wins on their end but they might give up a couple things you know that instead of uh, uh, the whole system being overthrown they might give give you a couple things and that's that's where we have to get to it it would be great to hear them kind of uh come to a bit of their senses and give the players a little more of what they're looking for to get this going because he's right john from rockford's right millennials uh, there's already a challenge to get them you yeah. know, to watch and be involved in the future of this sport. So let, let's let keep playing. Yeah, right. That's 15 minutes more than uh, Tyler wanted us talking yeah, about baseball. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll come back after the break. We'll play the hits. We'll play the hits. There's the ugly side of sports. And unfortunately, <laughs> we've seen a couple of points, and we're going to get to those. Can I? Yeah, yeah. we're going to get to that. Can I just dream? We mentioned this earlier. Can I dream of a Fields to Devontae Adams connection? Can, can we? Can the Bears pick up? A receiver of that caliber. I don't care where you find it. Why does everybody else? We we act like uh, Mooney is the second coming because that's the best we had. Or Allen Robinson. They're We've decent. always done that. We've always done They're that. They're decent because we don't know any better. <laughs> that's right. Find me Jamar Chase. That's right. Find me Devontae that's Adams. Right. That's right. Well, they've find got me the, Cooper Cup. They've got their work cut out for them, Jesse, and they, they better be working on a Sunday. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's ESPN one thousand. <laughs> ESPN 1000, Jesse Rogers, Mark Zander. Ugly side of sports, Jess. We saw a couple of different uh, indications of that. It's always looming, but uh, came to the surface this week. Brian Flores, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, has sued the NFL in a class action lawsuit, which would lead me to believe that others may jump jump in. Yeah, the possibility. Yeah. We've heard from other people that have kind of supported his... his, his um, you know, theory, not theories, but his his claims, allegations, his, yeah. his, his claims, and so yeah, maybe maybe other people do jump in. Um, crazy that it came to light, starting with a uh, weird text exchange, mis miscommunication between hey, if his former a, boss look, Bill have, Belichick. Have the right phone numbers yeah. attributed to the right <laughs> names. In That's your something phone. I I'm would do. I'm just saying. That, I'm is, just saying. that is definitely something I would have Jesse, done. Jesse, as someone who has to text a lot of people for a living, yeah, do you have a bad texting mishap? No, not not like that. I I double and triple check who I'm texting. I I really have not 
um, accidentally te- texted you know Rick Hahn instead of Theo Epstein or vice versa. Right. I have not done that because I make sure that I'm texting the right person. I don't have a mishap like that. And now, Belichick, friends are different. Yeah, right. I've done that to fr- with friends and stuff, but not, sure. not work-wise. You know, Bill Belichick, I mean, there's a guy who you think is just really put together right with everything that he does, but mistakes happen or whatever, and certainly I could it see was him, one of those things that... I could see him not being... You know, he's attention. an old guy like the rest of yeah. us and not knowing. Hey, I saw him in the airport in uh, I, in uh, uh, I was standing right next to him in uh, St. Thomas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he's an old little. Uh, I bet I, I, I can see him with the with the old, phone and he's got his glasses at the end of yeah, his nose so doing the whole he probably thing. doesn't have the contacts listed in there <laughs> or whatever. Well, um, you got to clean that up. But, but yeah, uh, what it a, really ignited a, a, a whole thing here. And, you know, I don't think there's any doubt. Brian Flores has a point. He has a point whether the, whether the Giants did or didn't hire. Um, before his interview, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still think he has a point. He, he definitely has a point. And, and the thing is, when I saw this, my first reaction was, you know, I, I just hope that this doesn't cut his career short because it's quite a brave stance. Now, now I don't think it should. A, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, no doubt. But I... Just knowing the world, right? Yeah, I mean, the one thing is... When you file a lawsuit, people tend to uh, yeah, try no, to distance themselves. I'm saying themselves. it shouldn't in a perfect world. Right. In fact, um, it, it shows that he, he has a lot of integrity and stuff. Now, I, I agree with you. The next owner that hires him might wonder, well, when I fire him, what's he going to reveal? Is he going to reveal... But you know what? If you handle your organization with integrity, you shouldn't be worried about... If you have something to hide, then that's on you. He's not revealing... Um, player personnel evaluations right he's revealing something that was really bad in his mind being offered money to lose games if you don't do that as an owner you shouldn't be worried about him talking afterwards that's exactly right. one of these owners that works under the table you may not want to hire him and and you know when you look back and how he was dismissed in miami with a winning record and he was yeah he was a tough coach i don't mind that we had one of those in town his name was mike ditka he did okay for us. I don't mind the tough coaches. And when you when you read that, it's like, boy, that does sound like there's more to that story, doesn't it? Yeah, for Firing sure. Firing somebody with a winning record. For sure. Now, this, you know, we did it here. Lovey Smith got fired with a winning record. I know. Also African-American, right? Right. So, I mean, it can't happen. Uh, they did lose seven in a row. They could have fired him right then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did. So there's all sorts of things that go into but it. The but the allegations look, are really... Uh, the allegations are terrible. And, yep. And when you look at the full picture, yeah. now you understand uh, where, where Flores is coming from. But he probably should have been retained. Yes, he probably should have been retained because after that seven-game losing streak, he obviously didn't lose the locker room. They went on a tear, especially right. when Tua got healthy. So, um, yeah, it is, it is definitely a strange firing. Now, we we do understand that he is a, uh, still in the mix for the Saints job. Yeah, and and sure. he and the is Texans? in the mix for the Texans. Yeah, good. Too. I hope he gets one of them. Hope he gets one of them. Now, talk about what you think that that would mean for the players on the team to have a guy like that after this guy. I mean, he's come out and he's drawn attention to something that should not be happening. Right. A great injustice. I think, and we were talking about this. I think players will like his integrity. Absolutely. I think they'll like that he's standing up for himself at great risk for his future if he gets hired. And standing up for the future. Yeah, I don't think it hurts him with the players if he gets hired. If he gets hired, what's right. possibly going to hurt him is but my problem getting is hired because of an owner. That's what I'm thinking of because you're you're suing the NFL. Does the NFL have that kind of influence over different teams to say, hey, you know, it's kind of a hot potato issue? Maybe 
maybe we should look at something else. I hope that's not happening. I don't want to see that happen. No, I don't either. But yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 weird that he he filed this. Is it is it weird? I don't know for sure. Is it weird that he filed this while he's still looking? Like in other words. Maybe he did that on purpose so it didn't look like sour grapes. Let's say he doesn't get a job. Mm-hmm. Then he files. Does well, that look like sour grapes? He filed this while still up for other jobs. That takes which, a lot of integrity. It does. It does. I, I thought the same thing, and I think you're, you're right on point, that if he did not get hired, he did that, then it is sour grapes. That they would look like sour grapes, mm-hmm. even if he was right. The fact that he did this right away, I think you have to respect that. The, because the, Dable the, just got hired he officially. Just got hired. Now, now we he could have been hired before, and it was never, and that's what he's alleging. Right. But we just heard about that hire. Right, but my point is, it, it, he had that information, the, the, the Denver Broncos thing, the Dolphins firing. It's all right there for him to do it, and he didn't wait. He went ahead and filed at, at great risk to his future. And I hated the NFL's response right away. No yeah, merit. That was weird, right? It's like, are you? Can you take a little time? Can you look into it just a little right. bit? How do they know? Don't throw no the merit. no merit out there. And then Goodell comes back and right. says, "We're going to double down. We're going to do this. We're going to do that." Take care of that. First. I mean, let's work backwards from this premise. Is there any doubt in your mind? Because there is not in mine that some minority head coaches have been interviewed strictly. To fulfill the to Rooney check the role. box. Strictly for that yeah. reason. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. So if there's been one that's been interviewed just to f- check the box, then that's wrong. Then that's, that's one wrong. too many. Absolutely. That's one too many. They should be interviewed because they, they have a chance to get that job. And so whether that was the case with the Giants or not, we know there's been minorities that have been interviewed only to check the box. You know, now let's, let's take your experience in baseball. How does this compare? Baseball... Are there problems like that? I, I've never. It, well, yeah, there I mean, I'm sure there be... are under under the surface, but nothing that seems to be so obvious. Well, it's there though. I mean, African American um, participation in baseball has dropped. Um, you don't see many African American um, uh, 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 managers. I mean, there's probably should be more Latin American managers because there's a. And that's the talk, too, right? It's like, yeah. okay, the demographics of the game, the players. Yeah. Do, do the coaches and the management and the owners reflect all yeah, of that? Yeah, I think, no, there's a, it's a little bit of an issue there, too. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that they don't get as many opportunities. Um, now, there's no Rooney rule, but, uh, you know, Kenny Williams has talked about this, this issue. Um, yeah, I mean, every sport, I think, has it, right? It's right. just part of society. Where sports are part of society, and we know society has has these biases. So, not long ago, it was brought up the uh, you know the level of racism in uh, hockey yeah, as well. Right. So it it's, ref- it's everywhere, it, obviously. It reflects society. Yeah, it right. reflects society. Uh, but you got to give him uh, all the credit in the world to, to file this while he's still interviewing for other jobs. That that tells you he's willing to put it, put it all on the line. Because he could have waited, and then if he gets a job, he could have filed still or not filed, whatever, but he right. did it right away. Right. And that is respectable. And it, and it takes somebody to make this type of, you know, um, uh, step yeah, to get it moving in the right direction. Because if, if this works out the way it should and it's acknowledged and the problem is fixed and it is obviously fixed then this is going to help everything moving forward. No doubt. But somebody had to do stand up. Right. Somebody and, had to and do that. And that's what a lot of people say. He's, he's taken a huge, big step to make a difference. And uh, hopefully it does. Hopefully it does. And it's not just, you know, token interviews or whatever.
And he, I mean, he seems like a competent coach, so I, I, why not? You know, and going back on the Rooney rule, that was uh, the son of uh, Art Rooney. Mm-hmm. John Rooney was talking about, you know, came out and said, this is not what my father intended. Right. The box checking thing. Right. That's, obviously. That's it. Yeah. Obviously. And it's interesting. Obviously, Mike Tomlin's been in uh, Pittsburgh for years. Yeah. And done a great job. I mean, it's it just, it just, look, you should be judged on your, your, your merits and that's it. But we know life. Doesn't work the world like is that. not that simple, and it's ridiculous that it's not. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, 312-332-3776, the number. So you want to get to the the, the next scandalous yeah, we <laughs> event will. of the week when we, we will. come and this back? One, yeah, this one uh, it, it really hits home because it's here in Chicago. Yes, it turns somebody that was a hero to zero pretty damn quick. Ooh, that's very good. Hero yeah, to pretty zero. Damn I like that. 312-332-3776. It's uh, Jesse and Xander. We'll talk about uh, Rocky. Rocky. Rocky not Balboa. Next here on ESPN 1000. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Well, this week was <laughs> tough for Blackhawk fans. Not like the ice product has been stellar at all. It's no. been a struggle. And then what happened at the town hall. Jesse, why do you hold a town hall again? What, <laughs> what's the reason for that? Isn't the concept to welcome reporters and fans to ask questions? And when you're a reporter and you actually lob a question yeah, and somebody really, can't handle that. It really was a lob. It really I think was. much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a, a power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again? I'm going to answer the question. Okay. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back at 2010. We're looking forward. And we're that, not going to talk about question. 2010. <laughs> we're, I, I know, and I'm not either. And we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today. And I think no, that's... I don't know. That's none of your <sighs> business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business. Because I don't think it's in your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. We're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about anything that happened. Now we're moving on. What more do I have to say? You want to keep asking the same question? You hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question. I don't think Kyle Beach by name was brought up until he brought him up. I, I, I want it like a psychiatrist to listen to that because to me that's like you're no you're right he was ready it was right, like, like he was so I, ready. I feel like they canceled his favorite tv show that day and he took it out on on the reporters like something else had to be going on now there's these uh, other lawsuits, lawsuits yeah. and so, we talked about that but i don't like, care he must have been like having a, responsible, a bad day or something act like a responsible owner that cares about what's happening with your players he says he wants to talk about the future that's the question was and about the, the future and absolutely absolutely it's just like it's so insane that's why i wonder something else ha- he must have been having a bad day now jess you covered the you covered the wasn't even bait you covered the Hawks when uh, Bill Wirtz was still alive. Yeah, Bill, and then and then did Rocky, Rocky not turn into Bill right there? He did. That, I was 
Talking I to cr- someone on the phone yesterday I about cringed. that. Yeah. I yeah. cringe. I had season tickets at the old uh, at the old stadium in the eighties. That was the day of Bill Wirtz and Bob Pulford and all this this kind of veil of secrecy and yeah. these mediocre teams and all of that. And despite all of that, we were all fans and we all cheered for the Blackhawks. Then Bill dies. We think Peter's going to get it. Then Rocky shows up with a cape saying. This, the he fish stinks from the head to, you know, from the head down. And, you know, he said all the right things, did all the right things, brought us management that brought us a team that, that had a Stanley Cup run. He was a hero. Now, all of this happened with, you know, knowing what happened in 2010, and, and we were told that he knew nothing about it. We're talking about Rocky. And, and knowing how things worked over there, I, I believe he didn't know. I believe it. Right, right. And so he still, his reputation was somewhat intact, even though a lot of this undercurrent was really horrible. It's yeah. horrible. What took, happened? It, it, he took a hit. But he took it, a hit, but, but still. But I don't think people blamed him for what went down. In that exchange right there, he lost all yeah, goodwill. He did. All 14 years, whatever yeah. it was, flushed down the toilet. And it's because he was ready to fight. He did not even listen to the question. <laughs> That I'm is laughing because it was so insane. That is a key about communication, right? You can actually listen to somebody and respond to what they said, or you can think about what you're saying while they're talking. And that's why I want to. I really want to. Yeah, ask he, him what uh, what was going on in your head. Right. It wasn't. It was, you could have answered that so easily. Uh, we have a, we have a, a HR department now that's been reorganized, so players can go right to him. We have a hotline. Just make up anything. And, like, and what great know. timing on Rocky's <laughs> part, because that was uh, the uh, the Hawks were the uh, TNT game of the week. Right. And during during intermission, here's what the guys had to say. It was uh, Liam McHugh, Anson Carter, Rick Tockett, and Wayne Gretzky talking about their reaction to what happened. I, I mean, it's stunning uh, and. It's beyond disappointing to sit there and say in a matter of this series that you're done with it. We're not talking about it anymore. That's it. We're moving on. And we don't have to share this information. I would have liked to have heard what their plan is. And you saw Danny try to jump in there. And we were talking off camera about this. I wish Danny would have jumped in and you know, protected his dad and said, hey, dad, I got this. I'm now the new CEO. He did. I'm the guy leading this operation going forward. I'd like to hear from him and, and hear exactly what him and Jamie Faulkner, their president of business operation, would have to say. He obviously came in, like we talked about, Gretz off camera too, and talked, that he had a bone to pick with that writer going in. So it didn't matter what he said. The writer could have came in and said, hey, guess what? Talk, you got a great jacket on. Yeah. He would still have that same reaction. You make mistakes. What do you do? You talk about them, and then you do things about it. Like, you can't hide it. And, and I'm a coach. You know, I used to be a coach. Like, I want to know maybe there's ways of, hey, what would I do different? Or as an assistant coach, if these things happen, that's what you want to hear. Is there protocols to do it? So... Yeah, I, I don't know if uh, Rocky, I, I think he just, he was upset about something else and he just kept going. Um, I, I would love to send Danny to have, this is what we're doing. I yes. think that would have been the positive spin. It's a little disappointed how that went down. And I would think, you know, as a player, you know, if you're impartial, you're not a Blackhawks player, but you're watching this. I mean, you want a team that's willing to share that information yeah. and talk about it. Listen, from every point of view, this is just a horrible scenario horrible situation what happened to that young man but i'm sitting here thinking as a parent you're sitting there going my son's 18 years old he's going to maybe be drafted by that team i i want to make sure yeah and i'm sure they do have things in place that are going to protect those kids moving forward 
but obviously, as you said, Ace, uh, there was some uh, illness between the two before that meeting, meeting even started. But, I mean, yeah, the bottom line is, first off, I'd like to point out, it's a town hall setting. The idea yeah. is to share this information <laughs> with fans and people in the organization, people outside the organization. If you have a plan in place like that where you can empower players to make sure this doesn't happen, it just boggles my mind. Yes, Liam, a town hall situation of which Rocky should never, ever, ever, ever do again. He should not have been on that panel. And oh, Gretz, I don't know about that. Gretz, he's the well, owner now, of the team. You know, no, Danny should have been talking. Well, they both can talk. They yeah, both well, were supposed obviously to. Obviously, he's not. Uh, well, obviously, one's he can't the be owner, trusted. one's the CEO. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I get it. No, but but until that moment, we didn't know that he couldn't be trusted. Right. And now and now we do. Now we do. And and, and the, the fact that he shut Danny up. Yeah. Danny and Jamie and and the organization that he supposedly yeah. put in place have done the right things. We need to hear about them, yeah. both for the fan base, for the future players of the Hawks. Like Gretzky said, if he had an 18-year-old son, he wants to know what they're doing. And no, so that, they and are Gretzky's, doing something. Gretzky's points were very well taken. And, and you can even see they were searching, just like I was, for other reasons for this. Like, was there animosity right. between him and the reporters beforehand? But uh, even if there was, that's unprofessional. No, I right, agree. Right, but it's right. like so. It was so insane that you're trying you're, to you're, find. You're trying to uh, what, what was going on right. here? You're trying to make sense of something that doesn't and, make sense. And let me say one more thing. The answer, in all seriousness, I was kind of joking around. He, you know, canceled his favorite TV show. The answer might be that people of that stature, meaning what's in his wallet, live in a different so world. So out of touch. Yeah, so out of touch. So out of we touch. We see this with owners. It's all about money. We see this with owners right. in other sports. They live in a different world than the rest of us. And so to be challenged, how often does Rocky get challenged on something? Though he should know in a but town I, hall I, setting he's going to you, be. Right, I'll tell you something. But if that, there's that's anything, probably the answer. It, now, we thought that Rocky was smart. And we've, we've seen some things that supposedly would show that Rocky is smart. Yeah, For moving, moving ahead... He's got to not talk and give it to Danny and be done. Right. He should probably. I would hope that. And now, yeah. you know, and, and I want to play this. This is Gary Bettman, commissioner of the NHL. At the All-Star response. game? Yeah. yeah. I think what we saw from Rocky was frustration, unemotional. I think most media was calling it an outburst. And, and the unfortunate, most unfortunate thing about it is it's completely inconsistent with all the work that the Blackhawks are doing. Uh, a lot of personal have left. Uh, Jamie and Danny, or Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz, are really running things day to day. They're bringing in a wellness department. They're having training. There's counseling. They know that they have to do everything right to create an environment uh, that has an open, welcoming, and safe culture. And that's what they're working on. And they, and we've been doing it, as you know, at the league level as well for all the clubs and training for all clubs with Shelton Kennedy's respect group is starting in March. So I just think it, it was an emotional moment borne out on something that I know has weighed very heavily on Rocky. And I think the town hall and what he was really focused on was how do we take all these things we're doing to move forward? And I just think this was just pent-up frustration. And he apologized promptly. And that was not a real apology. Everything Bettman said about what they're doing Words could have said. That's Why exactly didn't he right. just say the wellness thing? This, the, the biggest da, 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 da. mistake was Rocky interrupting Danny. 
That's yeah, the biggest yeah, mistake. You're probably right. Well, and everything else that came out of his mouth. Well, but right, it started right, with interu- if, interrupting did, Danny. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, he, he snapped back at Lazarus. But if Danny jumped in and Rocky would have shut up, this would have been a different conversation. Yeah, he could have just answered the question the way Bettman just yep. did. Yep. It's yep. A, it, that's why we're trying to dig deeper to what, what was going on in right. his head. Because we can't just guess. We, we need to hear it from them. And it's not like he's been – and here's the other thing, last point, as, as a reporter. It's not like he's been facing the media for weeks on end on this. Right. Once in a blue moon, he talks. Right. It's not like he's been hammered with questions one daily. One shot and he failed It'd be enough. one thing if every day he's asked about it and after a month he's like, I've had enough. Right, absolutely. This is, this is why absolutely. we did this town hall, That's, to get these questions. Believe me, they better, they better feel the reverberations of this. And think That's about it. from a fan standpoint, too. Like, there is no sport in America – that has more fringe, fair-weather fans than hockey. Mm-hmm. And you were starting to build up a little bit of goodwill, get, get a little bit of trust back from the fan base, and now everyone's backing out. That's exactly again. that's exactly right. And we talked about, uh, Tyler, we had talked uh, when this whole thing broke, are people going to stay with the Hawks? There were a lot of people that showed frustration, but then they started winning, and they started putting distance behind, and then they solved, you know, they worked through the lawsuit and everything. It was in a place of moving forward yep. and he set it back billy is uh in berwin he wants to jump in about uh mr wertz mr rocky wertz hey uh, there billy you're on espn 1000 okay guys good morning thanks for taking my call yep i i keep hearing the same sort of thing echoed by multiple people there must have been something else going on he must have been having a bad day something like that i think the way that he answered the question kind of cues you in that he's uncomfortable by it yes and if it's that uncomfortable like what what else has not been exposed yet, which is kind of what this whole thing is about, right? Right. It's about the fact that there was no transparency and the fact that, like, wait a minute, who was covering up what and, and who knew what when? And I think when you start uncovering that, you might hit a nerve, and I think that's what happened. Yeah, maybe yeah, right. Maybe it's just all wasn't being a, defensive. Yeah, right. I, and, and, the, and the thing with he had something against Laz and Thompson, that's BS. I, mean, I don't I, buy that, that either. Right. right. I don't buy that and, and I, I wasn't happy about the guys on the TNT panel making that connection. That's well, ridiculous. I think they were, they they were trying were to make sense of, that, of that, something. Like I was just saying, you right. know, joking about his favorite TV show being because you just – it was so bizarre, you trying to find other reasons for it. But maybe you're right, Billy. Maybe it's just him getting defensive. But, yeah, if it's that bizarre, do you not go back and question and be like, put a hand on a shoulder and be like, hey, man, what's what's really going on? Like, is, is there something you need to tell us that you haven't told us yet? Is there something weighing on your heart that you're lashing out at questions that ideally should put your yourself and your organization in a better position going forward? Like, wow, and, look and, at what we've done. Right. And that question was all about giving them a chance to say, yes, we've done this. Yes, we've done that. And everybody could have been a hero. And, yeah. and Rocky made himself a zero. Just like that. Yeah. Billy and Berwin, thank you. We appreciate thank it. 312-332-3776. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll uh, hit upon uh, some of the things we talked about today, wrap things up before we get out of here at noon. It's uh, Jesse Rogers and Mark Zander. This is ESPN 1000. This hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. Tickets for the Aer Lingus College Football Classic in Dublin, Ireland. Or on sale now, head to nusports.com for details. Tied at 64. Here's <laughs> Bailey. Down the lane. Lose the handle. Matoyer for three, and he knocks it down. Sierra Canyon wins. Matoyer coming through for the Trailblazers. They win the ball game. 60. 
57 to 64. Fans are stunned in Chicago. What a shot. Open look. We told you Bailey going down the lane, but I would assume he's going to go to Bronny James. He goes left corner. Dylan Matoyer coming through the 6-1 guard. And Sierra Canyon wins 67-64. Let's take a look at this again. Well, here he comes, what we thought, down the lane. <laughs> There's your open look, and he drills it. I mean, he had a defender flying at him in Bobby Durkin. Bobby Durkin's a big, tall kid, 6'7". He got a hand up. Tip your cap. That's a heck of a shot by Dylan Matoyer to win it. I would have airballed it. Wait, that was no, a hell wait, of a wait, shot. wait, no take that. There's no take that in there. I was waiting for the payoff. It's uh, Jesse and Xander just about to wrap things up here. That was on ESPN cap, by the way, if, and you that, didn't know, yeah. if you didn't know. Right, right, right. You uh, see the big man who uh, gave it a little love, oh, a little LeBron, retweet? Yeah, LeBron tweeted that, uh, that call out. That's pretty cool. Really? Right, yeah. Here's a shot or no shot for you guys. Now that LeBron <laughs> has tweeted this out, shot or no shot, Cap might change his tune tomorrow on the show that LeBron is the greatest ever. He's going to come toward that. I, I don't know if he's going to co- Oh, he's going to jump right in. You th- you he's going to jump right both in. Both feet. I'm saying one foot, you're saying both shot feet. Shot or no shot, that's played over 10 times tomorrow. Shot. Yeah. Definitely shot. shot. Definitely shot. shot. On the hour. On the half hour, on, on, the, on the quarter, quarter hour. hour, on the quarter hour, <laughs> that's going to be the rejoin every time. That's a good call. On, that's yeah. a good call. It's a great finish. Great finish. That's the kind of finish you want if you're a broadcast team like that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's some of the hardest games to uh, call are the blowouts. Obviously, right? Yeah, they didn't have gotta, that. Then you, they got to start going Jason Benetti like, right? Exactly. <laughs> Which I love, Jason. Yeah, that was at Wintrust Arena. Is that right, Tyler? Yeah, that was yeah. at Wintrust Parva. There were two games. My alma mater, Glenbrook South, took down Curie in the first game. And Congrats. then it was the Sierra Canyon, Glenbard West. And there's a lot of really good players on both of those teams. Like you had guys that Amari Bailey, he's going to UCLA. Mm-hmm. On the other side for Glenbard West, they've got a kid, I believe, that's going to Gonzaga as well. So there, there was some really high-level basketball win trust last night. Yeah, it was a good call, good games as well, good finish for sure. Anyway, speaking of finish, we're almost out of here. And... Um, I have to rearrange my, not rearrange my day, I'm arranging my day to get home, watch the Bulls and the mm-hmm. Sixers, just like I used to do. Yeah. Those no football, many, everything else those, is out of the way. Right. Yeah. You know, none of that. Right. No, 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 no housework, none of that. Uh-huh. Just like the old days with MJ. Sunday afternoon, get some chips and dip, go watch the Bulls what, and what Sixers. Kind of, what kind of chips and dip? What, what's your um, go-to dip? Uh, you know, I'll probably go with some salsa. You know, that you're, you're, okay. you're mild. I'm not a spicy kind of guy, so I go with the, some mild uh, Tostitos or whatever. Yeah, chips. Last week, like I, had, I last week I actually made the uh, thing that a lot of people have at different uh, you know Super Bowl parties, whatever the the cream cheese and then the chili and then the uh, cheese on top. You put that in the oven. You have it with the big dip Fritos. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Now it's well, that's cool. more work than I'm willing to wow, do. Wow! Okay, I, I okay. turn the salsa I mean, jar and I dip. Okay, that's yeah, well, it is more work. Not than putting that, anything in the perhaps. Oven. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. But it's an easy recipe. Yes. And, uh, are you going to do that today? I, I I just may. All right, I just may. That it's always a good excuse to make something like that. Um, you know, uh, Levine is questionable for yeah. today, as is Kobe White. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm I, my gut feeling says Levine plays. I don't know about White, but I could be wrong about both of them. 
Well, we we need all we can get, yes, right? Yes, yes. This is a good team. This yeah. high-caliber team playing good good basketball, though they've lost two in a row. So this will be a good test without uh, some of the, the Bulls. Well, you know, you know what happens, right? When, when a team loses two in a row and they shouldn't, they get angry. Yeah. Then they can get tough. Now they haven't or gotten blown out. Or this kid continues. I don't or, know. <laughs> well, yeah. It's always I mean, a 50 Hopeful thinking here. Wishful thinking that yeah. the, this continues. Ben Simmons isn't back or anything, right? We're, we're good still there? I think so. Okay. By the yeah. way, another little tidbit for today's game. If the Bulls win, that would make Billy Donovan the all-star coach for the East. I did not know that. Well, I'm rooting for him in every, every sense of the way. I really like what he's brought to this team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so they win. He's the coach because they'll if be they the, lose. Then it'll be Spolstra. They're, they're the top seed on this on this day when they decide. Okay, those several things. reasons yeah. to be rooting for the Bulls. Yeah, obviously. Well, I mean, maybe he wants a vacation. We don't know, but uh, you know, it'd be nice. Well, to it's see a him. nice honor, right? Yes. It's not like the uh, football Pro Bowl. Yes. They, because if, if if there were no games today, he'd be the guy because they're percentage points ahead of Miami, right? Uh, if, uh, if, correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Does Miami play today? I don't even they know. They do not. So it's, I don't it's yeah. Win, 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 and he's in. Lose, and he's out. All right, Jesse. It's been uh, a slice. Yes. Good seeing you, yeah, my good friend. To see you too. Talk to you soon, Jesse Rogers and Mark Zander here on ESPN One Thousand. Stay tuned. From the first Midwest Bank State Street Studio, the home of the Chicago White Sox. This is WMVP WSHE HD Two Chicago.